this th- there, there's no other way to put it. This was an awful loss by the Detroit Pistons. We'll talk about it today on today's episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you save money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. Per usual, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. Uh, you can find me over on Twitter at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. And if you want to find the best way to support the podcast, again, I want to tell you guys, our goal a month and a half ago when we started up on YouTube was to get the Lockdown Pistons YouTube channel to 1,000 subscribers by the end of the year. We are currently, I believe, at 760 subscribers with about 24 days left in the, in the year. Can we get there? I need your guys' help, obviously, to get there. If you haven't already, go to the YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button over there. It's the best way to support the podcast and help us get to 1,000 subscribers by the end of the year. I'd really appreciate it. And, again, it's the best way to support the podcast. But let's get into talking about what what happened in last night's loss. I'm recording it the night of, but last night's loss to the OKC Thunder. So I, I don't want to spend I don't want to spend the entirety of the podcast being negative and and talking bad about the about what happened last night because there was a there was a, a bright spot, uh, but this this was a this is a it might be one of the worst losses the Pistons have taken this year. I'm I'm close to saying it might be the worst loss they've taken. Like this is worse than than a blowout in my opinion. Getting blown out, that's this is worse. The Pistons were up at 18 at one point. They're up by 13 at halftime. They, they were dominating and controlling this game for a good majority of the game. They ended up losing by double figures. They were up by 13, 18 at one point, and ended up losing by 11. Like they got outscored by 24 in the second half. Bad. That's that's awful. That's that, that's just a terrible loss to take. Uh, so there's a, a a bunch of stuff to talk about. Uh, you know, there's not like I said, there's a lot of negatives and, and bad things I, we're gonna have to talk about. Uh, but first, we're gonna let's talk about the one big bright spot, and that was obviously. The Pistons number one overall pick in face of the franchise, Kay Cunningham, who had one of his best games, if not his best game of the season. He shot 11 of 24 from the field, 6 of 11 from deep. He had 28 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists, and 2 steals. Still, he had 6 turnovers. He has to cut down on those, but that's probably going to be an issue for him throughout his rookie season. Uh, but he is eventually going to have to work that, work on that and try to limit those turnovers. But overall, he, he had a great game. I, there's... You know, we talked about this, I believe, like two weeks ago with Kay Cunningham or a week ago, a week and a half ago, somewhere recently, about how, you know, I've said that Kay needs to find a way to balance his game. There, in the games that he really struggles, it seems like he's too dependent on his outside shot uh, and he doesn't really get to the rim. And we've talked about it on here that, you know, he has to balance both. And he has to balance getting to the rim, which he can do, and balancing taking outside shots, which he can also do. And tonight, his first two shot attempts and his first two makes were at the rim and it got him going. He it was two of two. And he ended up shooting six of eleven from deep. He did a really good job of balancing both these areas. I thought tonight, and this is the kind of you know kind of balance that that you want from Kay Cunningham throughout his career. And obviously, you want to see him continue to work on this kind of balance throughout his rookie season and get you know get into a rhythm with that. Uh, but yeah, eleven of his twenty-four shot attempts were three, so he was under fifty percent. If you guys remember a week and a half ago, whenever it was we recorded that podcast, 
I said I believe he should be around 50 to under 50% of his shot attempts should be coming from three. It shouldn't be more than 50%. I'd like to see him get to the rim more. Uh, so that was the case tonight. He didn't draw any free throws, which is something I the team desperately needs to change. Him, uh, Killian has to improve on this desperately. Uh, Jeremy Grant's usually pretty good at that, but he didn't do a good job of that tonight. Uh, the Pistons lack anyone who can really get free throws outside Jeremy Grant. And that was a major – my voice just cracked. I know you guys heard that. Uh, but that was a main reason why the Pistons lost this game tonight. The OKC Thunder shot 30 free throws. The Pistons shot only six as a team. Six free throws attempts as a team. That's awful. And Kate has zero. So he had a great game, but still you want to see him get some free throws because that's a that's a big part of if you want to be a primary scorer in this league, a primary ball handler, you have to be able to slow the game down, get easy points at the free throw line. And that's something the Pistons are lacking right now from both Killian and Cade. Uh, Cade's probably more capable of doing it right now, obviously, than Killian is. So you expect it more from Cade, but both of them need to work on it. Uh, but overall, Cade, he had a great game. It, it was extremely fun to watch. Uh, he was burning from the opening tip-off, and he was a main reason why the Pistons jumped out to a, a fast a fast lead and was really maintaining that throughout the majority of the game. Again, it was just a tough, tough loss to take, man, because Cade, Cade had a really good game, and the Pistons should have won this game. Cade was the best player on the floor for about three quarters of this game. And then SGA went psycho and led the OKC Thunder back from victory. Uh, back back from being down 13 points at halftime to victory. And Dort also had a great game. He shot 9 of 19 from the field, 5 of 10 from beyond the arc, had 28 points. Uh, Dort and SGA just took over for OKC, and they couldn't. the Pistons just weren't answering. They were very lackadaisical in the second half, turned the ball over a ton. Uh, and they just – it was just a really bad loss, man. But, yeah, the only the real only real positive I can, I can really make out of this right now that, you know, to come away with is – you know, how, how how well Kay Cunningham played. He has to cut down the turnovers, but he was active on the glass. He's one of the Pistons' best rebounders already as a rookie. Uh, he's very active on the glass, and he was getting his shot together. It, we've said this o- over and over on the podcast. When Kay gets his shot consistent from beyond the arc, it's over with. GG's. It's GG's for everybody. GG's in the chat. It, it's dead. It's over with. And that was the case tonight. It was tough to stop him because he was in his outside shot. And if he's doing that, you have to run him off the three-point line. And he's not one of those guys who's going to struggle when you do that. He's going to make the right decision. He's going to score off of that. He's going to score at the rim. And he was doing all those things tonight. He exhibited why he was the number one overall pick, why he's the best rookie in this class. Uh, and really, every time Pistons fans watch him, anytime I watch him and he has a game like this, it's just like, can't believe that he's a Detroit Pistons. The Pistons actually have, like, their guy. Uh, but this is definitely one of those games that show you, yeah, the Pistons have their dude. This is the face of the franchise. And, it, it, again, it's just a tough loss to have in a game he played like that. Uh, he contributed to it a little bit in the fourth quarter. He didn't get many shots to fall in the fourth, and he did have two turnovers in the fourth, I believe. Uh, so he did contribute to it a little bit, but overall, there, there's someone else to blame for for what happened tonight uh, with the Pistons falling apart late in this game. We'll talk about that coming up. But Kay Cunningham, again, had a great game, 28 points, 11 rebounds, five assists. Came just two points short of having his first 30-point game of the season. I really wanted him to get to that. Uh, but is what it is. I'm sure he'll be happy with this performance for himself. Uh, but overall, again, just I don't have any time that to say it, man. It was just a really dis- disappointing loss. I think that's the best way. A disappointing as hell loss to take by the Detroit Pistons. You don't, again, I think it might be the Pistons' worst loss of the season, uh, taking into account context. It's It was really bad. When we come back, we'll talk about why the Pistons lost this game, where they lost, you know, lost momentum, what went wrong. We'll talk about all that in the last two segments of the podcast. But first, we got to talk about some of our sponsors. 
First up, let me tell you guys a little bit about Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions that are hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in just one tap. And your Truebill concert is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill also has over 2 million users that help save them over $100 million. So don't fall, the, fall for the subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It can save you thousands a year. That's Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Now let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, Theragun. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body, whether you're an elite athlete or just someone like one of you guys listening. Just trying to make it through the daily tension-free, Theragun can help. Theragun is a handheld percursive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension, issuing a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using the gain's signature Percursive Therapy 1, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just the stresses of everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and real athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sarapova, hundreds of thousands of customers, and it could possibly be you as well. Try Theragun for 30 for 30 days, starting out only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on right now and get your gem for Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on. Again, I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And the best way, if you want the best way to support the podcast, again, I'm going to keep telling you guys until we get to 1,000, the YouTube channel, Lockdown Pistons, we're trying to get it to 1,000 subscribers by the end of the year. We're hovering around 760 right now. we got about 24 days to go. Go over there, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit that big red button. It's the best way to support the podcast. I'd really appreciate a lot. I'd really appreciate it a lot if we did hit 1,000 subscribers by the end of the year. So go help us hit that goal if you haven't already. I'd really appreciate it. Um, but, yeah, where did this game go wrong for the Detroit Pistons? So I'd say it went wrong, obviously, in the third quarter. I started, It started – started to go down in that third quarter and it, it, the Pistons just looked like they started to become really lackadaisical with their play. Uh, they turned the ball over a lot in that second half, uh, specifically in that third quarter and early fourth quarter. It just looked like the Pistons, you know, it just looked like they were just like, I, I, there's nothing else to say other than like lackadaisical. They just didn't really care. Like no one really had like a sense of urgency with what the hell was going on out there. And that's tough to see. Uh, in the third quarter, the Pistons were up by or outscored by four points, twenty-two to eighteen. And in the fourth quarter, the Pistons were outscored. Listen to this, forty-two to twenty-two. The Pistons did not. They allowed OKC to shoot seventeen of eighteen from the field in that fourth quarter. That that's horrific. That that what 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 percentage is that? Let me let me let me get my 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 calculator out real quick. Seventeen. What what what? What, what, what is it? That's 94% from the field for the entirety of a quarter. That's just terrible. That's really bad. Uh, so, yeah, it started to go down in the third quarter, but the, the starters played well enough to where it, di- it didn't put that big of an indent into it to where, like, you should have been – to where it straight came to the outcome it did at the end of the game. 
it really started to go down when the bench came in. And the bench just completely out, got outplayed and played awful basically throughout the entirety of the game. Uh, Josh Jackson gave a little bit off the bench. He shot three of five from the floor, one of two from deep. He had seven points, but he did have five personal fouls. Uh, outside of Josh, the, the bench really did struggle from the field all over the place. Uh, you had Luca Garza, who played four minutes, and in his minutes, the Oklahoma City Thunder completely went at him in pick and rolls over and over and over, and it just didn't work out for him. He was only able to play four minutes. He shot one of four from the field. Trey Lyles, listen, I saw that Isaiah Livers was activated for this game against OKC Thunder. Um, I, I'm almost re- I'm ready to see him take Trey Lyles' spot, to be honest, whenever that can possibly happen. Because Trey Lyles, Trey Lyles is bad. Trey Lyles is just trash, dude. He's straight trash. I don't care. what. Anyway, I, I really don't care who hears it. He's just straight trash. There was a possession in the fourth quarter, and it literally encapsulates everything Trey Lyles is about. Trey Lyles gets the ball on the left wing. He has three OKC Thunder defenders closing out at him. Kay Cunningham is literally clapping his hands wide open on the right wing. Not only does Trey Lyles give a pump fake and try driving on all three of these OKC Thunder defenders makes a late pass to Cade. That's not even a good pass. And by the time he makes the pass to Cade, Cade's now having to shoot a contested three where it should have been just a wide open three, three points on the board, but wiped out because Trey Lyles is trying to attack three people on him on his own. He shot two of seven from the floor. He's just not good. He's bad. He's just not, he's just not it. He he leads the bench almost every time he plays, he leads the bench in like, in like shot attempts. Saban Lee actually led it in shot attempts tonight with nine, uh, uh, shot attempts, but that was mostly because OKC wasn't even guarding him from beyond the arc, so he had to shoot these open threes, or it was just like, why are you out there? Uh, but Trey Lyles in the flow of the offense takes like the majority of the shots, and it's just like, dude, stop. It's just, it's bad. Uh, Frank Jackson had another tough game. Uh, we, you know, the, the crazy thing is, we just a few podcasts ago, we were talking about how Frank Jackson had been making a return, and he looked like he was rounding into form. Now, this is back to back bad games by Frank Jackson. He shot two of six from the floor, oh, one from deep. He was a minus 10 on the night. He only had four points. Uh, he had two turnovers himself. So the bench, the bench had a lot to do with why the Pistons fell apart, uh, and the Pistons were just never able to get that momentum back once the bench kind of lost it. Uh, there is one thing you know I, I'd like to say about this, you know, riding the bench. I feel like that. I feel like Dwayne Casey. This is this is a criticism that I would have. Obviously, you have a rotation. You want to stick to it. I get that. You you want to stick to your rotation. You want to get your your starter some rest. Um, but when the momentum seems to be completely swinging the way it was at the beginning of that fourth quarter through about the first four minutes of of the fourth quarter, um, I feel like you just got you got to get your starters back in fast. Like it is what it is. If if your starters end up playing a little bit longer, they end up playing a little bit longer. Like it's going to be that big of a deal. Like Isaiah Stewart, he only had three personal fouls. Okay, there's no way in living hell you're trying to tell me that having Trey Lyles on the floor or Luca Garza is better at any point than Isaiah Stewart. He only had fouled the only had three fouls, so it's not like he was out because of, you know, foul trouble. And he only played 29 minutes. Like, add another six minutes under there. Bring him in a little bit earlier. The Pistons could have used his hustle, his defensive intensity, and some rebounds. They could have used that. Jeremy Grant, he played 35 minutes. They, I, I mean, I, I'm assuming you don't want him to play much more than that, but in certain situations, you got to. Killian Hayes, he only played 27 minutes, but that's because he missed the majority of the third quarter because he picked up his fourth early. But it's only four fouls. If, if if the tide starts to turn early in the fourth, you get him back in there. He has four fouls. It's not like he has five and you have to. In the next one, he's done. 
he has a little leeway there, and it's the final quarter of the game. What are you saving him for? Um, Cade did get brought back in, and this is enough, this is something that I actually really don't like too. Sadiq Bay led the Pistons in minutes played, and I get I, this is it has to do with the rotation with wanting Sadiq to go in with the second the second unit a lot, uh, but outside the first quarter where Sadiq shot three of three from deep. He, he went right back to struggling. He shot five of 16 from the floor, three of eight from deep. So he missed every, all five of his attempts from beyond the arc after the first quarter. He shot, what was it? So he was three of three from deep in the first quarter. So that means he shot two of 13 the rest of the game. Like, it's just, you can't, you need to get Cade back out there quicker. You need to get Isaiah Stewart back out there quicker. You need to get Killian back out there quicker, especially when the tide's turning the way it was. Uh, and that, that's just my criticism of Dwayne Casey for this game. I would have got the starters back out there much faster. The, the tide was turning way too quickly, and you could you could feel honestly in the at the towards the end of the third quarter, you could st- kind of start to see the momentum swing towards towards OKC. You started to see this start to happen, and then at the beginning of the fourth quarter, it really started going OKC's way, and you should have stopped it there by putting the starters back in. That's just my opinion. Maybe the Pistons lose anyways. If they did start to play really black sadistical, so who knows? Maybe they do lose anyways. But I feel like. Putting your starters back in would give you a better shot. Also, uh, the Pistons did play Saban Lee, like we mentioned earlier, with uh, Corey Joseph out. He shot three of nine from deep. The thing with, with Saban Lee is, is he's really going to struggle to be an NBA player if he's not going to be confident in his shot and he's not going to be able to hit outside shots. I know it says that he shot six threes, but I believe like three of those were him just taking them because, damn it, I have to. The guy's like 10 feet off me. There are multiple other times where he hesitated taking one. He'd pump fake nobody and tried going to the rim when no one was buying on his, on his jumper. Uh, so it's going to be really tough for him to be an NBA player. He's just not going to be able to hit outside shots because he's, excuse me, he's just too small. There were multiple times where he tried driving to the rim and he just didn't get any kind of advantage on anybody. And, you know, even though he got two feet in the paint, defenses weren't collide or, or collapsing in. So he wasn't able to, like, make a pass or kick out. So, yeah, savingly, it's going to be tough for him to become an NBA player. We'll see if it happens, but I think it's going to be it's a tough road ahead of him to be an NBA player. It all depends on his jump shot and his jump shot right now. I know sometimes he makes it, but his, it's so wonky. It says it makes me I I doubt that he's going to be able to get there. But we'll see what happens uh, when we come back. We'll talk about some other things that happened within this game. We'll talk about Sadiq's game. We'll talk about Kaylin Hayes having a tail of two halves in the final segment as well. Isaiah Stewart only having three attempts. We'll talk about all those things in the final segment of today's podcast. But first, let me tell you about a new sponsor for us, Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts for the power of the inside track. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to the latest episodes and keep up with your favorite players and teams. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can share all the insights. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all the edge that you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and you'll find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save with Boost Mobile. Disclaimer, free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers coverage not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. More power to save with Boost Mobile. 
So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you want to find the best way to support the podcast, support the work I put in, support the, you know, everything I do with the podcast, head over to the YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. We're trying to get to 1,000 by the end of the year. We're hovering around 760 right now. We got about 24, 25 days to go uh, to the end of the year. Can we get there? I don't know. I hope so. I'm going to need your guys' help, obviously. Let's try to get us to 1,000 subscribers. Show some support for the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, let's let's talk about Sadiq Bay and Killian Hayes. So first, I want to talk about Killian. So it was a tale of two halves for Killian Hayes. Killian Hayes had nine points in the first half. Again, this is becoming a trend with Killian. It's one of the next steps he needs to take. In the first half, he'll play really well, and in the second half, he he won't score a point. He'll just go. He'll kind of go ghost mode. He won't really have as much of an impact as he did in the first half. That's something that has to change. He has to start being more aggressive in the second half. Um, in the first half, I believe he was two of four from beyond the arc. He ended up missing all three of his three-point attempts in the second half. Uh, one of them was like a, a heave that he had to get up. But the other two, he kind of rushed them. He needs to he needs to make those. It's tough. Uh, but overall, I think what happened with Killian was he picked up that early foul in the third quarter to give him four, and that completely took him out of his rhythm. So I think the main thing with Killian, more so than just the second half, because obviously he has to make an impact more in the second half. That That's clear. But I think one of the things that's kind of stopping him from doing so it's his foul trouble. Uh, and, you know, f- lately, refs have been allowing him to get away with some getting physical on, def- on defense. And it's allowed him to showcase how good of a defender he is tonight or last night against SGA. They were very quick to blow the whistle on him. SGA was getting a lot of free throws. I believe SGA had 15 free throws tonight. Yeah, he took 15 free throws tonight. That's a, that's a crap ton. Uh, so Killian has to be careful with those foul calls once he sees that the refs are being you know, quick with the whistle. He has to be smarter with that, especially when you have three at the point that he did. You got to be careful with it. The fourth foul came on him trying to block an SGA layup that was going to be tough to tough to finish anyways. Uh, so you kind of just want to go straight up there and avoid picking up that fourth foul. Uh, but, yeah, I really think the fourth foul is really what took Killian out of rhythm because he was having a tremendous first half. Uh, he had hit an and one jumper, and then he hit two threes as well. He was playing really good defense, I thought. Uh, it was really getting the team involved. He had five assists on the night. I thought he was playing really well in the first half. Second half, a completely different story. I, w- I don't. I wonder how many minutes he played in the second half, honestly. Because I know he got subbed out five minutes into the third, and then he came in with, I think, five and a half minutes to go in the fourth. So I think he only played around, what, 10 and a half minutes, 11 minutes in the second half. So, you know, he, he, got, he, has, to, he has to avoid foul trouble. He has to be on the court longer. Uh, he has to keep that rhythm that he, ha- that he forms in the first half. He has to continue to be aggressive. And the Pistons need him to do that in the second half. In the first half, he was a major reason why they were winning. Uh, Kay Cunningham obviously was going off, but he was having help from his backcourt partner, and they both were playing extremely well and were blitzing the OKC Thunder. Killing kind of just faded away in the second half. He has to improve on that. He can't keep doing that. Uh, it's the next step of part of his development. Uh, but I like what we've seen thus far. I know he shot two of seven from deep. Uh, but for I think if you watched him, you know, if you watched the game, his shot looks a lot better, obviously. Uh, and you know, I, I'm really, I'm really happy with the jump shot. He just has to stop fading away in the second half. He has to continue to be aggressive, avoid foul trouble, and be aware when the refs are going to call a quick whistle. Uh, because Shy Gilgis Alexander getting 15 free throws was probably, you know, that probably is like at the top of the list of why the Pistons lost coming from the OKC side. They were able to draw a crap ton of free throws, and the Pistons have to be more aware than that. So that's that's my criticism with Killian Hayes. Thought he had a great first half, tremendous first half. Second half kind of faded away a little bit and needs to avoid foul trouble. He could have kept that rhythm going, but had to be taken out early. So, Killian, that, that's a learning experience for him. We'll see how he goes moving forward. He needs to try to avoid that foul trouble. Uh, Sadiq Bey, 
I don't know, man. I don't know what to say about Sadiq. I know you guys have been hate hate that I talk. You know, we've been talking about Sadiq so much. But I mean, I you have to talk about him, right? Like I can't, I can't just not talk about it. He played 40 minutes tonight. He shot five of 16 from the floor again. He shot three of eight from deep. It's just a, he's he, and then he had another one of those. By the way, guys, he had another one of those sidestep threes when he's wide open late in the game. Kate kicked it out to him. And now the Pistons probably would have lost anyways. Maybe they would have. I believe they're about down by five at this point. He kicks out to Sadiq wide open in transition in the right wing. No one's in front of him. I don't know who he's sidestepping. He takes a sidestep dribble and, and takes a contested three. He did it again. To, to, I, like I told you guys last podcast, if it was me, he's getting benched for that. Like I, Dwayne Casey said a few days ago, you're never more open than you are when you first catch the ball. That 100% to me is a clear shot at Sadiq Bey trying to send him a message. He did it again tonight. You can't have that. Like we said, if he if he wants to take open shots and he's going to miss them, that's fine. But this little sidestep that he keeps doing, passing up open threes to take contested ones, I'd bench him for it. I, I'm not joking. I would sit him down each time he does it. He has to stop doing that. He does it way too much. It doesn't make any sense. And, you know, early on, it looked like he was going to snap out of the rhythm. It was really good to see. He hit his first three threes in the first quarter. He had 11 points, I believe, in the first quarter itself. It looked like he was going to have a really good game. It was it was looking real up for Sadiq. And then he went on to miss every single three-point attempt after that. He started taking tough shots after that and started going away from his game, started trying to take a little bit too much around the rim. He started shooting a bunch of middies. You know, it's just like – it's it's tough. It's tough to talk like evaluate Sadiq or talk about Sadiq because it's just like if you're being objective, he's not playing good at all. He's not like he shot 31% from the field tonight. He's shooting under 38% on the season. Like it's just he's not playing good right now. And I thought this was gonna be like I said after the first quarter, I thought this was the game he was gonna snap out of it and get back into rhythm. But no, he went right back to bad habits and he went right back to playing really bad. And when you have someone playing that bad, this is what really mind blows me, is that you know. It, it, the person playing that bad and making those kind of bad decisions over and over and over, he shouldn't be your lead minute getter at 40 minutes played. Like I get why he's doing it. Cause they're, they're trying to interchange him and Jeremy for the second unit, get him out early. So he can come back in with all the injuries the Pistons have, but you got, you got to cut that down, man. Like and that obviously happened because obviously with Diallo also out, but man, you, you got to switch. You might have to switch that up. You might have at a certain point have to bring Jeremy in and let him play a longer stretch or something. Because 40 minutes of Sadiq making bad decisions in the second half and the, after that was just tough. It was tough to watch. Again, I was happy for Sadiq in the first half. All of us were happy watching him. It looked like he was going to snap out of it. And he went right back to bad habits, went right back to playing pretty bad. So it's tough. I don't know what the Pistons are going to do about Sadiq, uh, like, currently. Now, obviously, I'm not talking about, like, at the end of his career or, like, the right hit the rest of his career. But currently, right now, in the moment, I don't know what the Pistons do. In the last podcast, I said they didn't have a good game tonight. I'd bench him for Hamadou Diallo, but now Hamadou Diallo's out with a facial fracture. Thanks, Kate Cunningham. Uh, just joking around, kind of. Um, but with Hamadou Diallo, I don't know when he'll be back because he broke his face. So Sadiq basically has been given a free pass now because the person really nipping at his heels, I feel like, was Diallo. So, I mean, hopefully Sadiq takes the next few games to try to snap back into rhythm. But who knows, man? He just – I when's the last time Sadiq had a good game? It's been a long time. So – Overall, there's an overall collapse by the Pistons tonight against or last night against the OKC Thunder. There's no reason for them to lose by 11 at that, leading by 18 at one point, 13 in the second half or at the half. Awful loss by the Pistons. Just straight up awful loss. Kay Cunningham, again, 
Highlight of the night, maybe his best game as a pro. I think we've said that like three straight podcasts with him. Uh, he had 28 points, 11 rebounds, five assists, two steals, shot 11-24 from the field, six of 11 from deep. He had a great game tonight, but was let down by his teammates. Jeremy did have a good game, though. Jeremy shot 9-16 from the field. We didn't talk about him as much on the pod, but he did have a nice night. He had 20 points, six rebounds, five assists, two blocks, shot 9-16 from the floor. He had a decent game. Uh, but, yeah, outside of that, the Pistons were really let down in the second half by everybody. Uh, and hopefully it's a learning experience moving forward. But this is definitely one of those losses that I think Dwayne Casey is going to be very upset about. Troy Rivers is very upset about. I think the players should also be extremely upset that they lost this game because, man, that's a tough loss to take after being up by 18 at one point. Uh, but, yeah, that's all I've got for you guys today. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Thank you for making your first listen of every single day where you're free and available on all your podcast platforms. Now go make Lockdown Bets your second listen of today, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Thank you guys for listening to today's podcast. The Pistons will be back on Wednesday with, excuse me, back on Wednesday against the Washington Wizards. Stay tuned for that game. We'll be back. Uh, yeah, we'll be back that morning with the podcast. So we'll see you guys then. And please, if you haven't already, head over to the YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button. Help us get to 1,000 subscribers. But until next time, I'll see you guys later. Peace out, everybody. Tough loss by the Pistons, man. Tough loss.